Welcome back to Kava the Podcast. I'm Kelly Archibald, and I want to thank you for tuning in. We live in a crazy world, so we made this podcast to shine some hope into your life. Our guests have lived through some incredible things, both good and bad, and they want to share their stories with you. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. If you've been inspired or encouraged by these stories, please consider supporting us on Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information about us at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. For someone who had two children diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, something that the doctors told him was next to impossible. Jason Barnes was strangely confident as he told me his story. See, Jason believed in God, but did he believe that God was still somehow good? How could God let this happen to not one, but two of his children? As Jason was telling me his story, he didn't sound like a victim at all. We always made it a point. God is not uh, the one who sends sickness and disease. Mm. Uh, God is a good God. Um, He loves us. Um, Just like we love our kids, we wouldn't tell our kids, hey, I want to teach you about electricity, so go stick your finger in a light socket with a butter knife and you can learn about electricity. You know, God's not, we're not like that, so God's not like this. God is love. And so we knew that, that God didn't do this to us. There is a real devil trying to He sounded like a victor. Welcome back to episode two of Jason Barnes' Life Journey. Yeah, that was the diagnosis we had with Elijah. Uh, So it was very, very grim. Uh, And so we're sitting in this this neutropenic playroom, back to that, and just had this this information given to us. And uh, the head of the emergency room at Arkansas Children's Hospital, Dr. Green is his name, uh, come walk in the neutropenic playroom. I probably need to uh, explain that. When the kids go through uh, chemotherapy, it kills all their fast-growing cells. You know, any chemo kills fast-growing right. cells. Cancer is a fast-growing cell. And uh, it doesn't know the difference between good fast-growing cells and bad fast-growing cells. Okay. So their immune system, their immune system is really shot. So they, they're, they're in a neutropenic state, which means their immune system really can't fight off so you know it, it people will probably understand since we're kind of in the middle of, of this global pandemic right. they call it now everything was sanitized you had to wear masks um you, you it was you know very very sanitary uh and so we're sitting in this playroom of him playing with uh i think some blocks because mm-hmm. he's three years old three and a half years old and um dr green comes basically in, in a walk run around the corner to us and uh, he, he asked us, he says, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? And uh, of course, we're like, well, our kid just got diagnosed with cancer. I mean, as good as we can be, we're not running around with slobber running off our face and, you know, saying the sky is falling. And we said, you know, we were like, you know what? God is still God. Mm. It doesn't matter what we face. God is still God. And uh, it was kind of funny. He, he sighed a big sigh of relief. He says, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. He says, most people, when faced with these type of situations, I've seen it time and time again. They, 
when they first get diagnosed with, with uh, terminal issues or things don't look good, they, they call on God, they call on God, and when it doesn't get any better, they get angry at God and try all these other means. And they said, I knew if anyone would stick to their guns about believing God, it would be the Barnes family. Wow. And uh, so it was a great, you know, they'd seen us for essentially right. six months yeah. believing God and trusting God and walking wow. in, in, in the word of God and the faith of God and what God said uh, he would do through his word. And so it, it really spoke to us that uh, they they're watching. So you know, people yeah. watch us. People, you know, anyone can uh, quote unquote praise God when they're on the mountaintop. Everything's going right. good. They got money in the bank, and everybody's healthy. But uh, a person that is is uh, going through hell on earth, yeah. so to speak, yeah. uh, that really kind of lets you know where their faith really is. Yeah. You know? The doctors had told them that Elijah, their son, had an 8% chance of living. But Jason and his wife Catherine chose to trust God no matter what the numbers said. It wasn't easy, though. They learned that trusting God meant trusting him with their pain, too. So we, we went home. Went, I say went home. Went to a, a hotel that night. I told Catherine her mom and dad were there. They stayed with him. And we had a, a nurse. Hosanna was on basically 24-hour nursing care at the time, so she was at home. And um, we, I told told Catherine, I said, well, I said, we're going to have to uh, go to the hotel tonight and get all our crying out and get all our emotions out because tomorrow morning we start chemotherapy with the second kid. And yes. so uh, that's what we did. We cried and held each other and uh, did all the things you would expect someone to do. Facing that situation, and uh, we just got right back into uh, fighting for it. And wow. uh, of all the kids that were diagnosed with the uh, with alive at Elijah's time, uh, again he was going to be sent home on a hospice to die, and uh, wow. he's the only one that uh, out of his kids and friends been to many funerals of Elijah's friends oh. uh, that were diagnosed with cancer at the same time. And uh, we did tell the doctors, you know, they said, you know, well, we have, uh, you know, there's really no protocol for a treatment for him with the stage of cancer he's in. But it just so happens that there's an experimental chemo treatment that we have one of the doctors that invented it that would just happen to be there until the time that we were there. And uh, she was, she spearheaded his treatment protocol. Uh, he did a bone marrow transplant, chemotherapy, bone marrow transplant, radiation, and um, he was sick uh, every six months. Uh, he's 23. Just turned, just had his 23rd birthday. Plays uh, in a worship band at a big church in Conway, Arkansas, and led worship and uh, does a does an amazing job. Other than the scar on his body. Uh, wow. You never know uh, where they were sick to took the tumor out. You never know. We never had an issue. Wow. That is incredible. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. I do want to say this, though. When when they were telling us what was going to happen with the lives and everything, um, we did tell the doctors, you know, being being people that, that love God and serve God and, and walk in faith. Um, the Bible does say that uh, we 
walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, physical situation around you may not look good, but a faith person uh, doesn't look at the, the seen realm and sees what God says in His Word. And uh, we said, you do everything you can in the natural, and we'll do everything we can in the spiritual. And uh, that's one thing that we've always tried to apply is, you know, when you when you put the, the supernatural force of God, the supernatural power of God with the natural means and, you know, God anointed the doctors and the nurses and things and calls them just like he does a pastor or a teacher or a policeman or a military person. Um, you know, when you, when you connect the supernatural with the natural, you get an explosive force mm. uh, that can get things done for God and, and through God. And so um, that's one thing that we really learned through that is that, you know, you know, in, in serving God, he never says you're not going to have problems. Actually, quite the contrary. Right. Says, I believe it's John 16, 62, 63. He says, he said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to mm. have hard times. You're going to have heartaches. You're going to have, you know, trials. He says, but, but be encouraged because I've overcome the world. And uh, he said, so you can handle this. You can yeah. handle this. And so that's just what we did. We just made up our mind that we were going to serve God no matter what and uh, believe God no matter what. And uh, wow. our kids are alive. You know, I mean, Hosanna, other than the, uh, the anoxic brain injury, I mean, she's in, in great health. She's uh, uh, just turned 21, will be 22 in April. And uh, she just, she's healthy as an ox. I mean, the wow. kids have been in remission for well over 10 years now. So, wow. Uh, as far as cancer is concerned, there's no sign of cancer for them. Wow. Neuroblastoma reared its ugly head twice, once with their daughter Hosanna and again with their son Elijah. But the Barnes family refused to give in. Their faith and hope led to an outcome that those doctors will never forget. When Jason and Catherine finally took a deep breath and the cancer was gone, they decided to keep on sharing their victory with others. Were the doctors shocked at, at your children being healed? incredible so um after that um you have three children and then at what point did you um decide to parent other children (laughs) it's a funny story in and of itself um we uh 
we were there. Um, I was able to be fortunate that, that God blessed us enough to be able, you know, a great support system, the, mm. the community being in a small town. We've been on TV and radio, so mm. everyone knew was they were going to do the kid that was a mailman locally. So we had some, uh, the, the community gathered around and, and uh, had fundraisers for us and allowed us to uh, be at the hospital with them the whole time. So I didn't have to work uh that six months that she was in the hospital, which was really a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the support system was great. And during that time, we would, um, this was before HIPAA came around, you know, you know, oh, right. they can't tell you anything. This was before HIPAA hit. And uh, there would be, you know, being there like we were, um, we developed some great friendships with the nurses and everything. And I had noticed several several kids um who would be dropped off one particular kid specifically who was about 16 years old uh, young african-american kid that uh, uh he was going through sickle cell treatment which is like, it's, it's a form of chemo okay um, and that's that's uh runs kind of in, in uh, african-american people and uh the the parents would drop him off and leave. Now they were white parents, so we were like, okay, well, you know, obviously he's not his, his real biological parents. And um, several kids like that were dropped off and go through chemo, which is basically killing them um, mm. for all intents and purposes. And um, these kids are going through this this treatment um, by themselves, and it really uh, broke Catherine uh, in my heart. And so what we did is. Um, this particular kid um, actually was uh, going to starve himself. Uh, he refused oh, to eat. wow. And, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason, you know, one of the nurses came in and uh, was, was kind of thinking about it. And um, I was like, you know, well, why are you saying that? They said, well, his, his foster parents drop him off because they don't get paid when he's in the hospital. And he said, nobody cares about him. His mom didn't care about him. And, now his foster parents don't care about him, so he just has a has a uh, a refusal to eat and so forth. So uh, really broke our heart. And so this young this young boy, I asked the nurse and said, "Okay, you know what? You know, Kathy and I talked. I said, um, go ask him if he could have anything in the world right now to eat. What would it be?" I said, "Go ask him, and I'll go buy it for him to make him eat." Wow. She went and um, came back and said he wanted a Big Mac with French fries. <laughs> so, I, 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 you know, teenage kids, they got to have the Big Mac. And um, so I went to McDonald's and came back with uh, two Big Mac, well, two of the Big Mac meals and drinks. And uh, he, he actually ate so much, he made himself sick. Oh. Because of it. But, uh, he, was, he was happy, you know. Um, and so... What that ended up doing is um, we always made it a point. Um, God is not uh, the one who sends sickness and disease. Mm. Uh, God's a good, God is a good God. Um, he loves us. Um, just like we love our kids, we wouldn't tell our kids, hey, I want to teach you about electricity, so go stick your finger in a light socket with a butter knife and you right. can learn about electricity. You know, God's not, we're not like that, so God's not like that. God right. loves. And so we knew that, that God didn't do this to us. There is a real devil trying to take us out, steal, kill, and destroy from us. So 
what we did is we uh, decided to make the demo, and so we ended up going through uh, creating. We want to open a group home for foster kids because we said wow. there will not be another kid uh, if we can help right. to uh, go through that. And so we opened. Uh, went through, I believe, it was eight or twelve weeks of foster parenting classes. Wow! And uh, we op- we opened our home up to. Uh, basically a therapeutic foster home which means we took only sick kids wow uh, cystic fibrosis kids brittle diabetic kids i mean just we had uh, i want to say 54 uh, it, was, it was right around 55 to 60 kids that came to our house um over the course of the years and uh actually at one time you're only supposed to have five kids in your house including your own kids in the state of arkansas and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but at one time we had nine kids at our house. Oh, wow. Because uh, we just loved on them, and uh, they always seemed to get better. And so we um, ended up, uh, actually, Israel, uh, our young, uh, I call him my chocolate chip, my young African-American kid. We got him. He was our second kid that we ever got. Uh, we got a set of brothers, and then we, we got... Um, Israel, we, we named him Israel. We call him T Bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been beat to death uh, at 13 months old, a normal child, and beat to death with a baseball bat. Uh, oh, my crying. goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. He was uh, blind, deaf, couldn't walk or talk, and was on life support for 30 days. And uh, just a, a very, very, we got him from the infant toddler unit there at the Children's Hospital in Little Rock. And I just fell immediately in love with him. And um, we never intended on adopting. Um, but he was, uh, wasn't was even supposed to live because of a traumatic brain injury. Um, um, just a whole lot of stories. A whole lot of, a whole lot of stories uh, I could tell you about him and how things have, have came along for him. And uh, so he, uh, uh, we adopted him. Actually, a bunch of kids. We adopted him, and then we got a young girl who uh, is 16, whose name is Genesis. Um, her parents uh, were, uh, she was in the, in the foster care system, to say the least, and um, she uh, was in a, in a pre-adopted home, and the lady found out that she couldn't get a higher adoption subsidy for her, mm. so they... Uh, called us and asked us if we would keep her actually for respite care, which is kind of like a, an mm-hmm. emergency uh, care for the weekend. And uh, they came to get her on a Friday, and they came to get her on a Monday. And we said, no, you're not going to take her. We're going to keep her. Wow. And uh, so she just turned 16. Actually, uh, Israel's 15, and she's 16. And uh, we adopted them actually on the same day, which is really kind of cool. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so they, they we, uh, we said they have two birthdays. Oh. Their biological birthday and then their adoption birthday. Oh, that's uh, sweet. And so, and then uh, the youngest boy, who's 13, um, another another pretty bad story. Um, he, we got him, um, and actually, my, uh, Catherine, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a big guy. I've got muscles and all that fun stuff, but I probably got the biggest heart of anyone yeah. you'll ever know. And I uh, came home from work one day, and DHS had this this little baby that was about oh gosh, he was about a month old, 
and probably weighed about eight, maybe nine pounds. And um, he was, uh, he stunk. Um, he had, his liver did not, his liver didn't work. So he had jaundice. His skin was real oily and yellow and mm. uh, couldn't uh, drink from a regular bottle because of some, some uh, mouth issues mm-hmm. and things. And um, he was blind at heart surgery the day after he was born. His intestines were malrotated. Wow. Um, a lot of health issues. And, um, of course, they, I'm sitting there, and, again, I think sometimes played a dirty trick on me because you knew if he was there when I got there, <laughs> I'd fall in love fall in love with him and um so he uh, uh actually uh, just celebrated his 13th birthday uh in last month so wow uh, he uh again he wasn't supposed to live either so t-bone and israel or israel and, and jedediah uh, they uh, aren't supposed to be alive so they're walking miracles as well wow and, oh, my Lord, those, those two keep me on my toes wow that is incredible. So, uh, all your kids' names, um, they have <laughs> they have meaning, right? Yes, they do. So, yes, they um, do. would you mind sharing that? What what the meaning of their names are? Absolutely. Um, Elijah. Uh, his name is actually Elijah David, and um, Elijah was my favorite. Uh, is my favorite character in the Bible. Um, and he was a, a prophet in the Old Testament. And uh, one of my favorite stories about him is where he uh, stands on Mount Carmel and calls fire down from heaven and uh, says, God, you're God. And uh, I just have always loved that story and loved Elijah. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I believe Elijah means Jehovah is God. Mm. And... Um, and uh, the David came from, um, I've got blonde hair, and Catherine, his mom, has cold black hair and big old bright <laughs> blue eyes, and you've seen her. And um, she, um, she had to have an emergency C-section. Uh, there's, I, there's all kinds of miracles that I could tell you about what God has done. But wow. They took him, they took him emergency C-section, and... Um, She's 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 alert, you know, because they the, the way that they do the, the surgery, and uh, they pull him out, and uh, what's his name, Elijah, and we were kind of going back and forth on like maybe a family name, her dad or my dad for uh, the middle name, and he right. came out with uh, bright red hair and uh, <laughs> Casper looking, uh, white skin, you know, fair complected, and. Oh my. Uh, I just said his name's going to be Elijah David and didn't even actually talk to Catherine about it. Oh, my. Uh, his name's going to be Elijah David uh, because of the red hair. Because mm-hmm. David, the king, was a red-headed uh, man and uh, was a man after God's own heart. God's own heart. Um, so that's how uh, we got Elijah's name. We believe God. You know, we, we right. believe um, in the, the power of words. We believe in, you know, they have a purpose and a plan, and then, of course, even more so now what they've been through. Right. And uh, then Hosanna, she was actually born the day after Easter. Oh. <laughs> uh, in, in 2000, and uh, on Palm Sunday, they they uh, lay the palm dance, palm branches down for uh, Jesus to, to ride across on the donkey, and they cried Hosanna, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna, and uh, 
to the Lord, and uh, Hosanna means save now, we pray. Mm. Would save in the uh, in in the uh, the Hebrew means shalom, which is peace or nothing mm. missing, nothing broken. Wow! And uh, so that's how we got um, Hosanna's name, and uh, we believe she would be a worshiper, uh, play mm. the piano, and uh, worship and sing sing praises for God at an early age, and then she did. Um, she came out. It was really kind of funny because they they actually took her C section as well. Uh, Captain always made made fun of uh, having big kids. Our smallest baby was nine nine pounds eleven ounces. Oh, good that golly! Was <laughs> yeah, that was that was Zion the runt. Oh and, my! Um, they she always made fun of. She said, "You're the reason I've, I've got all these, this scar on my body because I had the green, the jolly green giant." You know? and so, oh my! Goodness. So I was always a joke between she and I, and. Um, uh, she, she anyway, so we're in the in the surgery, and um, Hosanna come. They pull Hosanna out of rebellion. That's really kind of a freaky thing. It, it's a it's a weird thing for a for a man to look over at his wife at that time of you know about five years and uh, see uh, something coming out of their belly. Right. You know, uh, right. almost kind of like the the movie Alien. You know, just right. really kind of a weird 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 uh experience in and of itself right and uh, so um we, we had prayed over them every day and every night we knew we found out she was a girl her name was gonna be hosanna and she'd be a worshiper and play the piano uh that was kind of what i prayed over her every night and um actually kind of funny story on that i would pray every night and uh, my idea of a, of a perfect family was, was like tim the tool man taylor with three boys oh. <laughs> and um you know, just football, baseball, and all that kind of fun stuff, hunting and fishing. And every time I would pray over her every night uh, into uh, to Catherine's stomach, I would always use the word, Lord, bless her. Lord, thank oh, you for her. Wow. I love her. Let her know. And Catherine stopped me. She said, you realize you say you want a boy, but you're praying for her. And I'm like, no, I'm not. She said, yes, you are. And so um, that's kind of funny on that. So when they pulled her out of, of – uh, when she was born, um, I didn't ask uh, if it was a boy or a girl or anything like that. I asked how long are her fingers. Oh, wow. Because uh, I, I believe God should be a piano player. And uh, the doctors kind of looked at me and says, oh, my God, she's got feet. she got women's hands. Her fingers were really long. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to play the piano. So really kind of funny on that, you know. That's and sweet. then Zion. Actually, that's a funny story as well, um, because Zion um, was, uh, things were going good for us financially. Uh -huh. uh, she was working for the county. I was uh, making good money with the post office. We bought our second house, and uh, things were going good, and um, Catherine got pregnant, and I got mad. Mm. Um it's all Catherine's fault. I'm, you know, we're pregnant, having another kid, you know, of course. Um, <laughs> and so I was, I was actually praying and just kind of griping at God, so to speak. I'm like, God, right. we're finally getting ahead and things are starting to go good. And now we've got this kid, so she's not taking off time for work and we're just getting ahead. And the Lord took me to a scripture. I believe it's in Psalms 127, maybe, where it says, um, children are a blessing of the Lord. Mm. and blessed is the man whose quiver is full. 
Oh, wow. And so I was like, okay, God, forgive me for acting that way. Um, mm. I will not be upset anymore. Mm. All right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's in Psalm 127, actually. And so, um, so we're like, okay, well, I was reading, um, in another Bible verse along around that same time that, um, they that put their trust in Mount Zion shall not be moved. Mm. And so I was like, man, I, I love that name. And, you know, we, again, Bible names. And so uh, we named him Zion because we wanted to be a, a mighty man of faith mm. and um, a, a very, very smart. And he's very, very, he's actually pre-med right now in college. Oh, wow. So he wants to, yeah, yeah, he's really really uh focused on that and, and football and so he um uh, then daniel um you know we both kind of really agreed on that name with his name is Zion daniel how that uh daniel in, in uh the, the old testament prophet how he was smarter and, and wiser than anyone in, in mm. the, the babylonian captivity of the children of israel that how he saw what's called the by King James words, he called it naughty problems or unsolvable problems. He would always find a way to uh, have an answer. The spirit of wisdom was on him. And so that's how we got Zion's name. And uh, Genesis, um, her name is Genesis Hadassah, which uh, her name uh, that was given to her was, uh, I, I won't say it, but uh, the, the name Hadassah means secret, and so that kind of oh, wow. uh, goes along with her first name. Um, and Genesis, uh, we got her, and, and Genesis means a new beginning, mm. and so we just want to give her a, a brand new beginning because of the, the things she's been with her biological family and the things she had been with the uh, pre-adoptive home, and we just want to mm. give her a, a brand new fresh start. Wow. And then, then Israel... Um, Actually, I don't have a, a really good story about Israel uh, because Zion named him. Uh, oh, that's so Zion, precious. Zion, Zion and, and Israel are uh, like peanut butter and jam. Oh. And Max and Elijah are like peanut butter and jam. I mean, that's they're just awesome. they're inseparable. Uh, Zion, has to, Zion has to talk to T-Mall or Israel. And Israel's got to talk to T-Mall every day, several oh. times a day, actually. Oh, that uh, is he, so he's sweet. Over there, he's over there in the living room laughing because he's saying, you're right, that's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, uh, and, and the, the way we got the name T-Bone is his biological name uh, given to him was Tyvon. Oh, okay. And so we, we um, lived in a... Um, a highly Caucasian town. I'll just leave it at that. Uh -huh. And um, I didn't want to name him that. I've got a, uh, there's a Christian rapper called T-Bone. And um, we know him and become friends with him over the years. And uh, they've got a song, I'm saved to the T-Bone, saved to the bone, I'm saved to the T-Bone. Oh, wow. And um, we were singing that one day, playing it in the car, and he was just bouncing his head. So we just went with calling him T-Bone. Oh wow! That's awesome. So, uh, and then then Jedediah, uh, his name is Jedediah Max. He's the only one that has my initials JMB. Uh, and, and Max actually, his name, given name, is Jeremiah, 
which was is a good name. We wanted to keep it, but you know, we changed all the other kids' names. Right. So, um, another funny, funny story. So he was he's really small um, in stature, and so when he was first brought to us, uh, we I just really felt in my spirit, felt in my gut, if you want to call it that, um, about Max. I just want to call him Max. I want to be a big big robust man i'm just going to speak that into his life and it's actually kind of funny because everyone calls him have called him little jason oh uh, <laughs> from from the get-go i mean they just say he walks like me talks like me he acts like me oh how uh, funny at a pretty, really really funny and so uh i'm a huge star wars nut uh darth vader especially and so as you can tell by my email address uh, okay. and we were we were talking about, you know, coming up to the adoption day and what we were going to name his first name. And I said, you know what? I said, uh, I told his mom, I said, uh, I think we need to call him Jedediah. And she said, oh, I like that name. I said, so I can call him the Jedi Master. <laughs> you know, like the Jedi Master. Oh, that's funny. And she just absolutely said, there is no way we're calling him the Jedi Master. I'm not calling him Jedediah. It ain't happening. We're going to have to find another name. Oh, and um, so about a week before the uh, the adoption day where they you know officially what are you going to name them all that kind of stuff um, she was reading in the bible and uh, there's a story about King David um, where he is standing out on his balcony one day and he sees a lady mm. uh, bathing and yes. um, she's married so he's one of his warriors so he sends the warrior out to die and and they get together, and, and the man dies, and, and uh, David and, and her end up, uh, she gets pregnant, and uh, she ends up, the baby ends up dying, mm-hmm. and um, David is uh, mourning that death of the child, mm-hmm. mourning the death of the child, and he is completely upset, and the prophet comes to him, and uh, he's fasted, and that's where he writes, actually, the Psalm 51, where it says, creating me a clean heart, salvation and so forth and uh, the prophet uh, comes to him and says look he says your your morning is over um you've repented um god has heard your prayer and basically he says you're going to to, to go into your wife Bathsheba, and uh she's going to be with child he says and you're going to call him solomon now captain is reading this mm-hmm. okay this is this is not a story I'm just telling. Catherine is reading this story about a week before his his adoption day, and he says you you're going to call him Solomon, but God says he's going to call him Jedediah. Oh wow! So Solomon's name was Jedediah, but everyone called him Solomon. Oh wow! And so um, she said, "Oh my God!" And of course, that was always as a joke. I said that just shows that I'm God's favorite kid. <laughs> That's funny. So, so wow. yeah, all, all the kids' names do mean something. We just didn't arbitrarily pull out a Bible word and say, oh, let's never get this. Yeah, you gave them some, some good names. So um, I can guess that God uh, gave you hope in all of this. So so looking back, like, okay, the, the high school athlete back you know when you were young would you ever have imagined that 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 you would be where you are now i mean 
God, like the, um, what was opened up, a world was opened up to you through the illness of your children. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So how has, did that change your perspective in wanting to help other people? Well, in, in high school, it was actually kind of funny, funny, ironic, I guess you could say. I was, I was, I wouldn't say I was heavily involved, but I was really involved in the Special Olympic Club. Oh, so wow. I always had a mm. affection, you know, okay. a heart, a soft spot right. for uh, special children, um, even as a young boy, uh, young wow. man, I should say, teenager, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so it kind of, uh, it's surprising, but it doesn't surprise me if that Mm, makes sense. Um, Again, we we never planned on adopting um, at all, Um, but we we looked at it this way. Um, They, I mean, I, I, his mother and I were the first people Israel saw when he was able to see again. Oh, Um, wow. So he, he only knows us as mom and dad. Right. So, you know, before he got adopted, so why would we uh, not adopt him, if that makes sense? I mean, right. He's our kid. I mean, he's, we, we've been through um, hell and back with him physically. Right. And um, so, doesn't surprise me, I guess, probably no. Mm-hmm. Um, did I ever think I would be having three, you know, six kids, first right. of all, absolutely right. not. <laughs> Didn't even want, didn't even want one kid. Oh my um, goodness! So that's a whole other story. <laughs> right. um, but uh, I, you know, it, it's really kind of neat because uh, on their birth certificates when they get adopted, um, it shows Catherine and I as their biological parents of these kids wow. we adopted. So it's really kind of, really kind of neat, you know. So yeah, that is neat. But no, I did, no, I did not expect to be. Uh, in, in this situation, right. if you were to ask me, yeah. uh, twenty five years ago, right, right. Um, is there anything? Absolutely. Um, anything Absolutely. like if there are people experiencing what you've experienced, what would you tell them? What would you want them to know? A couple things. Um, as the Bible verse says, um, "Who is he that overcomes the world?" the person that believes that Jesus is the son of God. And he says, our faith is what overcomes the world. Um, you know, faith in God is a sure thing. Mm. Um, it's not some arbitrary, you know, mystical thing out there that, 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 uh, people use this word. You know, what is faith? Faith is, is basically believing God is who he said he is. Mm. And then he would do exactly what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I always kind of make this statement. It's the only thing that I really know. Mm. So not doing it is is kind of goofy to me. It's almost kind of like spitting in the wind. You know, you spit in the wind, what's going to happen? You know, uh, going against God and getting mad at God because God is a God of love. So he doesn't do bad things uh, to you. Um, do you learn from them? Absolutely. Have I learned and grown? Has their mom learned and grown? Have my boys learned and grown? Of course they have. Um, mm-hmm. And then another thing is um, I would say don't give up. Don't give up. Never mm-hmm. tell yourself that you can't do it. You know, um, you just 
You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah that his mercies or his graces are new every morning. Mm. You know, there were many days that uh, when we went to bed that night, we didn't know how we were going to make it the next day. Mm. Uh, but praise God, we were able to get up and uh, we just did it. You just survived, mm. you know, you um, and, and kept the word of God the center of our life, kept the uh, prayer the center of our life, uh, appreciated every day. Mm. Um now, where you know, people have said, "Well, you'd be saying a different story if they passed away." And like, well, no, I really would. You know, yeah. it does. Again, God told me back when Hosanna got diagnosed, and I go back to that um, that conversation I had with God, where I was grappling with Him, where I was saying, "This ain't fair. This isn't cool. It kind of sucks, God." And He said, "Does your situation change who I am?" Wow. You know, God is good, and the devil is bad. Yeah. Bottom line, yeah. Uh, God, God adds and multiplies. Satan subtracts and divides. Yeah. And if it's come to subtract and divide and to take away from you, it's not from God. Um, and so those are just things that that, that um, I would like to say to people: you know, don't quit, don't give up, don't mm. give up. Yeah. You know, there's there the, the Bible says in Hebrews that there's a great confidence of reward if we don't quit, if we don't give up. Wow. Um, and, you know, anyone can quit. I, I, I saw, a, I was playing softball back, actually back before the kids were ever even born, actually in Conway, Arkansas, Conway First Baptist oh, wow. Church. And uh, the, the marquee said, failure is the path of least resistance. Mm. You know, any, anyone can give up. Anyone can quit. It takes a true champion. It takes a true winner. Uh, when they get knocked down, when uh, yeah. life throws them uh, curveballs, they, uh, you know, and that's kind of something I wrote down is, you know, no matter what life throws at you, you know, don't quit. You yeah. know, that old saying, I'm sure you've heard it, probably even said it before. When life gives you lemons, we're just going to make some lemonade. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to make some lemon bars, lemon meringue pie, lemonade, because I've had a I've had a whole lot of lemons thrown at me, so I love lemons. Yes, yes, that's awesome. Well, you have an amazing story that is incredibly inspirational to me. And it's, um, you know, the name of our podcast is Kaval, which is the Hebrew word for wait. And it's kind of like God is weaving things together while we're in the waiting. So looking back, can you see how he did that while you were waiting for all the answers? And and in you, um, like he creates, it's not just about our circumstances. It's what we learn um, to grow into. You, you know what I'm saying? Like um, we learn our faith grows and our patience grows and our, um, you know, just being able to sit and wait and trust that, it's all going to work out. So is there anything that you would like to say um, in the waiting, what you learned? There's a Bible verse in Isaiah. It says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They shall mount up with wings mm -hmm. and eagles. They should run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Um, he says another one, he says, when you go through the fire, you won't get burnt when you go through the river it won't overtake you when you go through the flood it's not gonna it's not gonna overwhelm you he says i'm with you don't be dismayed right um that, that's one thing you know uh, another verse uh, uh, actually a, a song in the church 
uh, old church, you know, uh, that that says, "I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus." Mm. Isaiah twenty six Isaiah twenty six three says, "Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because mm. He trusts in Thee." And in um, that waiting, you know, you you know. It's kind of like making a cookie or making a cake. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can you can put all the ingredients together, but you got to put it in the oven. And in that waiting period, yeah. in that waiting period, you can you you can you can think about that. Oh, I want that cake! I want that cake! I want that cake! Where you can that that aroma now starts filling the room mm. of those cupcakes or the brownie or the cookies or whatever it is you're cooking, and and then all of a sudden you start seeing. Uh, yourself eat that cake mm-hmm. and the bible talks about that that how that our, our light momentary affliction lasts but for a moment but it, it it creates a far more exceeding and great precious promise in us mm-hmm. and that's what you have to look at you got to look at okay yes if i look at it like i'm baking a cake um i put the ingredients together i'm having to wait this 15 20 or 30 minutes or however long it is and when I get that cake, it's going to be so good mm. because I've waited for it. Yeah, I've waited for it. I've waited for it. And because of that, it, it, it tastes that much better. Yes. Yes. I was going to say that. Is it better because you waited? <laughs> so well, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, you have a beautiful family. And I'm Thank you so much. Um, so happy for, for you and how God has done such a mighty work for in all of you. Um, yes, he has. <laughs> so you have a lot to be thankful for this week. So I hope. Yes, ma'am. I hope you have a wonderful week uh, with your children. And um, thank you so much for sharing your story. It sure encouraged me. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I hope it, I hope it helps somebody out. I hope oh, it helps you and, and whoever listens to I'm me. sure it will. Thanks again for listening to Kaval the Podcast. It's our joy to share these stories of hope in a confusing world. To keep up with our guests and adventures and podcasting, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would also love it if you gave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. It helps us continue to share hope around the world. We are so grateful for our listeners who financially support Kaval the Podcast. If you would like to become a supporter, please consider donating via Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. I would like to thank my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I could not do this without you. You make this happen, and I can't express my gratitude. Maybe you've been listening because you found yourself in a desperate place. We want you to know that all is not lost. It is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you, those who've waited to find a positive outcome. Please be sure and connect with us via our website or social media. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.